the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The White House says it's not concerned about a wave of Republican departures from Congress. More than three dozen GOP lawmakers are leaving the House of Representatives at the end of the year. Ahead of the midterm elections, the wave of departures is putting at risk GOP control on Capitol Hill. However, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders isn't worried. We're not concerned right now. We think we've got a great story to tell after the first year of being in office. She says the White House looks forward to touting the president's accomplishments and pushing his agenda. Greg Clugston, the White House. Hundreds of thousands of demonstrators at student-led anti-gun rallies in the U.S. are also joined by counterparts around the world today. And President Trump banning most transgender troops serving in the military, saying it presents considerable risk to military effectiveness and lethality. This is SRN News. And we have overtime. The count is 51 seats for the Republicans. 47 when the game is on the line, you need a solid strategy on the court. The same goes for the midterm elections. When just two seats could break majority, every seat counts. Join us for Overtime with Mike Gallagher and Hugh Hewitt, April 29th at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka, as they provide strategy for the midterm elections. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. The Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner Mitch Berg continues next year on The Patriot. The closer, Brad Carlson, is every Sunday at 2 p.m. I believe Mitch will be filling in tomorrow for The Closer, but Brad will be back next weekend. Join both Brad Carlson, Mitch Berg, and King Banyan at the Narn Table at Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Tickets available at am1280thepatriot.com. Let's take a quick look at your weather. 40 is going to be our high tonight. We drop down into the mid-20s, mostly sunny and low 40s for Sunday. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Making talk radio great again. My name, Mitch Berg. Shotinthedark.info is my blog. I've been doing it since 2002. 16 years now? Holy cow, that snuck up on me. Uh, Covering Minnesota politics, current events, music, history, whatever else grabs me. Uh, It'll hopefully grab you as well. It's been one of Minnesota's top political blogs ever since blogs were hip. We went through the drought, and I think given the way Facebook is going these days, blogs will be back before too terribly long. So join while you can. Uh, I grew up in North Dakota, and the part of Minnesota across the Red River from the ancestral homeland was a place we used to basically call East Dakota because basically it was like North Dakota, only with a different flag and different license plates. Uh, A place with which I've always felt a certain amount of kinship in as much as at least two of my grandparents uh, came from what is now the 7th uh, Congressional District of Minnesota. It's a place that's been represented since roughly 1645 by Representative Colin Peterson, a blue dog DFLer, but a DFLer nonetheless. It's been my position for some time that once a Republican takes that district, either in a contested election or uh, replacing a retiring Colin Peterson, and I have to hunch the, D- the DFL is going to keep him on the ticket even after he's a brain in a jar at some point here. It will never go Democrat again for the rest of human history, as long as there's human life on this earth, and as long as there's a contested political system in this country. With us to talk about contesting the seat and perhaps winning it from Colin Peterson in the coming election is our next guest, David Hughes, joins us. Dave is the uh, is the candidate to run against Colin Peterson again here. Dave, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, Mitch. Happy to be here. Uh, great to have you here. Where are you at right now? What's going on? You're on the campaign trail. What's uh, what's what's going on with you today? 
I am. I'm down in Moorhead for the uh, for my last convention of this uh, short uh, convention season. Um, I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot because the convention is still going on, uh, but they'll wrap it up here shortly, and uh, that'll be it for us for for this year. Wow. Okay, you're you're doing pretty well then. I know the, everyone was making the rounds too. I just finished my uh, my convention before I came out here to the broadcast, and uh, it was kind of unmotivated. I was a very motivated chair today. Uh, so so you are running in CD seven. I believe this is your second time around, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. I was the candidate in 2016 and announced on election on uh, election night that I was running immediately for 18. Absolutely. And some and persistence is frequently what matters in races like this. You are, of course, running against Colin Peterson, who I think has got to be going on 30 years in office up there right now. I don't know how many terms he's had. He's certainly an institution uh, in the district, and he's certainly relatively moderate by DFL standards. But the extent to which the 7th Congressional District is Republican territory is is hard to square with that, uh, David Hughes. Describe a little bit about the 7th for people who are down here in the audience in the Twin Cities and, and don't really know what life in the 7th CD is like. Well, it's been going progressively more Republican over the years. Uh, several years ago, uh, the Cook Political Index had it at uh, plus 5 for Republican. And then in 2016, when I first ran, it was plus 6. And now, as a result of uh, President Trump winning by 30 percent in this district, uh, it's now plus 12. So the uh, conventional thinking, the uh, the uh, analysts say it's convincingly Republican. Um, The challenge is, you know, President Trump got 208,000 votes, I think, uh, here in 16. I got almost 157,000 votes. So there's quite a spread there. And uh, the work is to get the uh, Trump voters uh, to, to vote for me in additional numbers to last time. And so that's, that's what we're concentrating on. How close was the race last time? You came, you came relatively close uh, by, by the standards of chasing Colin Peterson last time. What was, what was the spread last time? It was 47.5 to 52.5. So wow. I just need to close, close the gap by 2.56 or so, and, uh, and we should be able to get it done this year. And, and that's uh, given that, yeah, we're talking R plus 6. I mean, what, what is the path to victory against one of the more established incumbents in Minnesota politics these days? Well, you talked about persistence, and I think that is one of the one or two or three really big keys to, to victory. Uh, it's commonly known that Colin ran three times before winning, but he actually ran five times. Wow. The first two times, first two times he didn't get his party's endorsement, I believe. Um, but, you know, we see that across uh, the whole nation. You know, incumbents win something like 96% of the time when they run for re-election, and so I think persistence and, and getting the name recognition out there and, you know, folks who voted for me last time, you know, maybe or folks who didn't vote, they saw Peterson and they saw this uh, name Hughes that they had never heard before. Well, now they should all know who I am. And so uh, going forward, we've got a lot bit, uh, more robust uh, effort. Fundraising is going well. And so uh, we're, we're certain that this time we can get it done, if, if only for that name recognition. But we're also doing all sorts of campaign fundamentals that uh, we didn't do last time. Yeah, let's, that, that's, that's, I'd like to, like to make sure we touch on that because there's so much, especially in a big district like the 7th, a big sparsely, sparsely populated district, relatively speaking, uh, it's, campaign fundamentals count for an awful lot out there. Uh, I mean, this is a district that in 2016 saw a lot of entrenched Democrats tossed from office. I mean, Thief River Falls, for example, saw a couple of longtime DFLers uh, relative blue dogs in the in the uh, Colin Peterson tradition get tossed uh, and get replaced by good GOP uh, GOP people. Obviously, your results. So you did you got the kind of results that uh, the likes of Lee Byberg before you would have killed to have gotten. Obviously, what needs to change? What what do you need, what part of your game are you stepping up to uh, to move the needle further this time around, David Hughes? Well, all sorts of things. You know, last time we, we didn't have any sort of uh, phone call campaign. We didn't have any direct mailings or anything like that because, frankly, we didn't have the money. Right. So we're planning on doing all that sort of stuff. But also, um, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to use and we're, we're exploring right now the options of uh, social media. We did a lot of that last time, but uh, uh, looking at um, even higher caliber of effort there. And, and uh, if you go back to the um, um, uh, presidential race of 2000, well, 16. Uh, there's articles out there that talk about how Bernie Sanders did his effort with regard to, you know, they called it uh, um, crowdsourcing was, was the term that they use in these articles about how to use uh, technology and various apps and things like that. So we're, uh, we're exploring those possibilities because they don't require a lot of money and they don't require a lot of paid staff. 
you can use a lot of uh, volunteer efforts and uh, multiply your efforts that way. And so we're looking at all those sorts of things. Tell, what's that, that, that's an interesting question right there, I think, is, is, is the idea that, that in a place like the 7th CD, which if, if you are from the cities, or for that matter, if you grew up in a place like North Dakota, which is a lot like the 7th CD in an awful lot of ways, including being saddled with, with, liberal, uh, with Democrat uh, representatives against all explanations for decades in some cases, the idea that social media is going to make an impact in, the, in a place like the 7th might seem counterintuitive. How, how is that? Uh, how would be someone be wrong by saying that that's counterintuitive in a place like the seventh? Well, I think it has to do with you know uh, you go, you think about something more traditional like door knocking. Well, how do you do that in in a in a district the size of half the state of Minnesota? Right. It's uh, pretty, pretty difficult. So, uh, social media, I think, is the uh, is another way to do that. And so, um, you know, right now uh, we've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and and. Uh, uh, we're doing all those things, you know, plus uh, um, exploring, you know, the untapped possibilities with these things. Now, when I was a kid, North Dakota, of course, one of the blue, uh, reddest states in the country, but was represented in Washington for much of uh, the better part of three decades by two Democrats in the Senate, one Democrat in the House. Now, that's com- almost completely flipped, but it's a very similar story. It's, it's you have uh, a, a Democrat who has gotten into office and stayed in office largely because, A, his ability to play to the center left as opposed to being a metrocrat, and B, uh, being able to bring home the pork, the farm bill pork, is obviously a big deal up in the 7th Congressional District. Uh, what other I – mean, obviously the farm bill thing is, is going to be a, a, a big issue in an agriculture district like the 7th. But what – as you drive around the district, what are you hearing or – what do you hear as being other – important policy issues for people up in the seventh CD and what is your approach to flipping people based on those, on those issues? Well, uh, to start off with, you're right. You know, the, the situation in North Dakota was interesting for all those years and now it's flipped and it's a similar situation here. You know, in, in CD seven, we have 10 of the 11 state senators are Republicans and 20 of the 22 state representatives are Republicans. Right. And yet, and yet our, our, our Congressman is a, is a Democrat. Um, the uh, the big issues are this. Certainly the farm bill is huge. And, and I don't know if you've talked about this recently, but it's been on hold for about a week because of Colin Peterson. Right. Uh, he was he was given direction from uh, Nancy Pelosi and all the leadership above him. Uh, you will halt negotiations, not because there is a problem in there that would harm farmers, not because there's a technical aspect that might be detrimental to uh, ranching or agribusiness or any of those things that really we should be talking about when it comes to a farm bill. But because of, guess what, uh, food stamps. Um, oh, yeah. the, Republi- the Republicans want to not slash the program or get rid of it, uh, uh, but instead they want to just modestly uh, strengthen the work requirement for, for people receiving that benefit. And uh, lo and behold, we've got to halt all negotiations on, on the farm bill. And, and it's putting the farm passage of the farm bill this calendar year into uh, jeopardy. And so uh, I think the farmers here in western Minnesota uh, know about this. I think they're taking note of it. I'm trying to capitalize it on that and um, let, let folks know that it seems to me Colin Peterson cares more about uh, welfare than he does about the farmers. Well, uh, but in addition to that, Mitch, you know, uh, the, the big issue that, that I don't think Colin Peterson talks about and certainly doesn't have expertise on nor solutions is the burning issue is uh, border security yeah. and Im- immigration reform and the refugee resettlement program, that latter one being the hugely burning issue in western Minnesota. And we'll, let's talk about that after the break. We have a break coming up uh, fairly shortly here, and that that issue certainly deserves uh, some attention uh, on its own. But but the the split with Colin Peterson basically being having his leash yanked by by Nancy Pelosi on what is basically an extreme left issue highlights what I would think would have to be a problem for Colin Peterson, and that's the fact that he is what used to be called a blue dog Democrat, and and now he should be called more or less alone in the center as the as the Democratic Party moves farther and farther to the left, even more sharply than before. It's got to, I mean, especially in the Minnesota DFL, as, which becomes more and more of a metro party. Uh, this has got to be very lonely and awkward for Colin Peterson to have to explain the behavior of the Metro Democrats to the folks in Moorhead and Bemidji and Thief River Falls. No doubt. No doubt. You know, Tom Perez, the uh, DNC chairman, uh, he and his other deputies, they've made it clear that they have no room in the party for a, a pro-life uh, Democrat. And so uh, you're right. Colin's out there alone. And, and uh, 
but, you know, on that issue, I, I intend to lead um, far more vigorously than, than he has ever uh, um, pretended to. Absolutely. We're talking with David Hughes, GOP candidate for Colin Peterson's congressional seat in the 7th Congressional District. We'll take phone calls if you're, uh, if you're curious, interested, or need to know more at 651-289-4488. One more segment with David Hughes coming up on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Bob Richards. And I'm certified financial planner Andy Smith. We're the co-hosts of Financial Engines Investing Sense. On today's show, people were asking, is the recent market dip a good buying opportunity? Look, market volatility can create an opportunity to buy at a discount, but you need to make sure that you're still keeping your investment risk in check. Right now, for some of our clients, that means owning an actively managed fund that can help protect against the downside, but also profits as the market climbs. We want you to make sure that your portfolio is well positioned, too. That's why, for a limited time, we're offering you a free portfolio review. Call 800-309-6933 by 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. You'll sit down with a financial engines advisor, get a review of your investments, and a free financial plan that'll tell you what you should be doing right now with your money. This free offer ends at 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. So call Financial Engines at 800-309-6933 to schedule your appointment. That's 800 800- 809 Meet John and Jane. They're 55 years old and each have $100,000. John bought a series of one-year CDs, which earn less than $1,800 a year. But Jane had a different plan. She put her $100,000 to work with J.D. Melberg Financial's annuity strategies. And when she retires at 65, she'll get $8,972 a year in guaranteed income for the rest of her life. Be like Jane. If you're at least 50 years old, call to get your free quote now at 800-727-8585. You won't find these strategies anywhere else. Call 800-727-8585. That's 800-727-8585. You could get payout rates up to 13.3% of your premium amount backed by top-rated insurance company, Sentinel Security Life. Annuity guarantees are backed by Sentinel Security Life Insurance Company. Optional riders may be available with a charge. Not available in all states. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Culinary fun in the Twin Cities is what that cooking school is all about. This family-owned business in St. Paul is not your typical cooking experience. That Cooking School offers corporate team building, culinary inferno challenges, and even ingredient-themed personality assessments. The moment I walked into the door, we were greeted by the owners. They had appetizers ready for us. I would recommend That Cooking School. Overall, it's just all about having fun. That Cooking School gives you and your organization a personalized and customizable experience that is anything but cookie cutter. This is fun for the whole family and makes a great company event that promises more than a typical team building exercise. It's team building, but it's not boring. It's not trust falls. It's not some sort of weekend retreat to a hotel. It's very natural. It's just fun. To check out That Cooking School, visit thatcook.com. When you mention The Patriot, you'll receive a free appetizer when you book your first event. Visit thatcook.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. By the way, we're also heard on FM 107.5. If you're west of the Mississippi River in the metro area, that might be a little clearer way to hear the Patriot. Of course, we're audible throughout the metro area on a good old AM 1280, AM the original radio. But if you got a new FM, 107.5 is the place to go. Check it out. Don't forget Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher coming up Sunday, April 28th. It's at the uh, Marriott Southwest. There's still some Narn tickets available. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Indeed. Make sure you show up for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Brad, King, and I at the Narn table. There's also a few tickets available for the Hewitt and Gallagher tables. These things always sell out. I think probably in the next couple of weeks we'll be out of tickets for pretty much everything. But uh, get in there. Get to, get to AM 12 the Patriots. Sign up pronto. You're going to be glad you did. And uh, give the Narn table a look. That's where the real fun's going to happen. 
289-4488, the number to call. David Hughes, GOP candidate for the uh, 7th Congressional District nomination and with any luck at all, the uh, House of Representatives, uh, joins us here. David, i got to ask you, how can people find out more about you, your campaign, how to, how to volunteer, how to, how to, how to help out? What, how can people find out more? Well, on Facebook, if you uh, look for uh, Dave Hughes for Congress, uh, you'll see us there. I think my contact information is on there. My website is HughesForCongress.us. So that's my last name, H-U-G-H-E-S-F-O-R, Congress.us. My personal cell phone number is on there, and you can contact us uh, via email through the uh, window there. And then we're on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, I've got a full-time volunteer coordinator, and uh, love to love to get volunteers, and uh, he'll put you to work. Absolutely, believe me. You're going to need volunteers up in that uh, that corner of the state. There's some there's some distances to be conquered here. Uh, so we we get through this uh, without talking about about you, David Hughes. Let's tell us a little bit about something about yourself and uh, how you came to run for this office. Well, I was born and raised in San Diego, California. I had an ROTC scholarship to college, uh, finished that, and I was uh, commissioned as an officer in the U.S. Air Force in 1992. Went on active duty in 1993 and served for uh, a little over 21 years as an officer, a pilot, and an Iraq war vet. I uh, flew three different airplanes uh, on duty and deployed to the combat zone seven times, including six times to the Middle East, uh, the last two of which were to Iraq. And so um, I, uh, in Iraq, I worked directly with the Minister of Agriculture and the Minister of Aviation for Iraq and was a judge in my last uh, tour in a prison camp. And so uh, during all that time, I studied Islamic history and the Arab-Israeli conflict. I read the Quran cover to cover. And so I think I understand better than most members of Congress and certainly better than Colin Peterson, um, the challenges we face around the nation and around the world. Um, all the time on active duty, I was paying attention to national and international politics because, you know, when you move around every few years in the military, it's kind of hard to get plugged into local politics and the yeah. local, local issues. Very true. And I always felt this, I felt this calling since college that someday I would serve in Congress. And so I um, believe it or not, you know, I've been studying and reading and preparing and, and you know, studying Amer- the, the American founding uh, with the idea that someday I would lead in Congress. And so that's that's what I've had in my mind for 25 years. Let's, we'll come back and talk in just a moment about uh, you, the issue you touched on there, and that is uh, the impact of Islam on the world. Uh, the big, big issue in the fourth CD where I, I live and work these days. But uh, a quick question. You can't say this to a North Dakota native without elaborating. You say you flew three different kinds of planes. What what did you fly? We're, we're, we're an Air Force country in North Dakota. i got to know these things. Well, I was stationed at Grand Forks Air Force Base uh, from uh, 98 to 02, so I flew the KC-135 there. Okay. And then uh, the Air Force considered that a hardship tour, uh, though all oh, yeah. those of us who have lived there know that it's not. And so <laughs> I got to fly the C- C-21 Learjet after that, and that was a lot of fun. And um, and then finished up my uh, Air Force career flying the MQ-9 Reaper, which was the first tactical airplane I flew that, you know, namely it was uh, armed with Hellfire missiles and 500-pound bombs. So that was a... Uh, that was a very challenging and rewarding uh, last few years in the Air Force. I bet. So you, you, uh, you alluded to the fact that you probably know more about uh, the Islamic faith and the impact of Islam on the world, certainly than most members of Congress, certainly more than Colin Peterson. Obviously, in the 7th CD, as well as uh, vast swaths of the 1st of the, uh, and 6th, uh, refugee resettlement is a hot issue right now. Uh, tell us what you're hearing from people in the 7th and how you're responding to the issue, uh, David Hughes. Well, I mean, what I'm hearing is that they want it to end. A lot of people talk about freezing the program uh, to take a look at and assess the the, the burden on the American uh, people in terms of uh, welfare system costs and all that. Uh, there's a lot of resistance, it seems like, from state agencies in Minnesota to even take a look at that to tally up the numbers. And I think that's unreasonable. If the, if the American people, if the people of western Minnesota want their government to simply say, hey, look, all we want to do is begin the conversation by having you uh, tally up the cost, then do it. And uh, I have seen and read and heard from all over Western Minnesota a lot of resistance to even taking that first step. You know, the, the controversial stuff might happen after that, but it can't be controversial to simply uh, add up the cost. And uh, and so that's what I'm hearing. Um, my position right now is that the uh, 1980 National Refugee Act uh, should be amended or abolished to end the program, not because the American people lack uh, sympathy and uh, compassion for folks all around the world, whether they're in Libya or Syria or, or um, Yemen or elsewhere that are being uh, persecuted by war and, and ravaged by war, but because there's an unacceptable national security risk. Uh, you know, all the leading 
national security advisors and authorities at the top federal level uh, said all this publicly in the prior administration. So it's not like this is coming from a partisan point of view or from the current administration. It came from the previous one. Uh, Somalia, for instance, is a broken state. You can show up here and we have no idea who you are. So we can't we can't vet you. And therefore, for that reason, I say the program should end. And instead, we should resettle those folks that are under duress in that part of the world in the tent cities that I lived in for those six deployments to the Middle East that I went to. You know, they have air conditioners and heaters and you feed them and give them everything they need. But leave them over there. The, 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 from and from there, go back and and effect some change where they came from. I mean, that's that's I, I've I've run across this as well myself. And places immigrants from places of the world that are heavily beset by Wahhabism are a higher risk than immigrants from parts of the world that are not. And that's that seems to be the the, the common. The, the common denominator among among the immigrants that are potentially giving us trouble out there, David Hughes, and that's that seems to be something that that's the the powers that be that are behind refugee resettlement uh, don't want to address. <laughs> that's 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 an issue. You've been in that part of the world, you know the impact Wahhabism has had on the countries in the area, the the the, the faith in the area, and of course uh, the the uh, places that refugees have resettled themselves to. Certainly, and there's plenty of room uh, nearby. I mean, if we're talking about Syria, you've got Jordan, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Kuwait. There's all sorts of room there that, that we could move those folks a few hundred miles away, and they'd be in complete safety. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd show them all the compassion that they deserve, but uh, we don't need to bring them here and, and uh, subject ourselves to unknown risk. Yeah. So how is this, how, how is this uh, stance playing with uh, the locals up in the 7th CD? Very well. I get no pushback. I mean, the only uh, the only uh, hesitation might be from folks that are deeply uh, entrenched in the uh, poultry processing industry. Uh, you know that uh, they've they've had. I guess you know uh, they look at what their experience is there, and and so you know maybe if you're from the management side, you, you like what's happening with this refugee resettlement issue. But I, I think that's the minority view. I think uh, the vast majority of people uh, in Wilmer in um, uh, Long Prairie and elsewhere uh, is that there's a, a lot of Pelican Rapids is that there's a lot of burden. Uh, and again, the local of, uh, officials, state and local officials are unwilling to even tally up the numbers. And so um, I think that uh, putting a freeze uh, or a permanent end to this program uh, thoughtfully would, would be welcomed. Excellent. So uh, we're talking with David Hughes, who's the GOP candidate for uh, U.S. Congress in the 7th Congressional District, basically the northwest uh, third of Minnesota. It's a large, large district, covers an awful lot of space. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your campaign, uh, David Hughes. Uh, you, obviously, uh, Colin Peterson gets a lot of press for being one of the few pro- licensed private pilots in uh, in in Congress, he flies around the district. You you obviously got to be racking up the miles on the on the on the family's wagon here. Uh, d- describe a little bit about life on the uh, on the campaign trail in CD seven. Well, you know, in two thousand sixteen, we did I think twenty six or twenty seven parades. Um, in two thousand seventeen, in an off year, you know, no election that year, we did fifty. And uh, our plan this year in two thousand eighteen is to do uh, well more than fifty. Uh, certainly, way more than Colin has ever done. And um, uh, so we're doing that. Um, we've spent a lot of time down in the cities uh, with donors and other groups down there, you know, to generate interest in the campaign. And uh, the feedback I've gotten is that that has worked. Um, you know, I, people come up and say, hey, you're all over the place. And, and it may or may not seem that way to me sometimes. But uh, if that's the impression, then that, of course, is good. And uh, we are all over the place, you know, all over all over western Minnesota. And, you know, Mitch, it, it goes almost to the Iowa border, by the way. It's not just the northwest part of the state. Oh, you're right. Um, there's a... There's a single sliver of counties on the Iowa border that don't are not in CD7, but other than them, it's the entire western half of the state. And I've been all over the place uh, since election night 2016. I've been down to the cities a lot of times uh, to see the Freedom Club, to see um, Tea Party. Uh, Senator, them, yep. I've been to uh, a bunch of those Tea Party uh, events recently, uh, just in the last few months. And um, uh, we've got a bunch of banquets coming up in uh, April that we'll be attending. Excellent. David Hughes, uh, one more time. Uh, we got about 30 seconds to go. How can people find out more about the campaign? Uh, please uh, find me on Facebook at Dave Hughes for Congress. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I think it's uh, D Hughes Congress is the uh, call uh, tag. And uh, on uh, the Internet at HughesforCongress.us. Thanks so much, uh, so much, uh, Mitch. I, I look forward to talking to you again and doing this uh, in the near future. Absolutely. Next time you're down in the Twin Cities, sometime before the election, let's uh, let's have a chat. It'd be great, to, uh, great to do. Uh, thanks for thanks for uh, talking with us today, Dave.
Thanks so much, Mitch. Absolutely. David Hughes uh, running for the U.S. Congress in the 7th Congressional District, running against Colin Peterson. We go through this every election cycle. By all rights, this should be Republican country, and one day it will be. The 7th CD, or as we know it, East Dakota, uh, should be voting the same way as the rest of, of the Dakotas, if you will, as most of, most of the rural West, because it is the rural West. It is indistinguishable sociologically, demographically, politically from the Dakotas next door to it. Uh, conservative, solid, heartland people who work a good hard day for, for a living. Get, we got to get them in office. That's really all there is to it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. When we come back. Have you been lied to, lied to by Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine? Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine bestselling author Brett Kitchen. And if you're over 55 with an IRA or 401k, I want to give you a free copy of my new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because according to Time Magazine, Wall Street's 401ks have failed millions of Americans. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough. And since then, I discovered a way to grow money, potential double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free book and talk to a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose in the next market crash. Call 800-203-9898 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 1-800-203-9898. 1-800-203-9898. That's 1-800-203-9898. Hi, I'm Bob Richards. And I'm certified financial planner Andy Smith. We're the co-hosts of Financial Engines Investing Sense. On today's show, people were asking, is the recent market dip a good buying opportunity? Look, market volatility can create an opportunity to buy at a discount, but you need to make sure that you're still keeping your investment risk in check. Right now, for some of our clients, that means owning an actively managed fund that can help protect against the downside, but also profits as the market climbs. We want you to make sure that your portfolio is well positioned, too. That's why, for a limited time, we're offering you a free portfolio review. Call 800-309-6933 by 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. You'll sit down with a financial engines advisor, get a review of your investments, and a free financial plan that'll tell you what you should be doing right now with your money. This free offer ends at 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. So call Financial Engines at 800-309-6933 to schedule your appointment. That's 800 800- 309-6933. 800-309-6933. There's not a day that goes by that I don't hear from somebody either through an email or a comment or a text message about how people love their relief factor. If you have back pain, neck pain, leg pain, pain from working out at the gym, just pain that you think you have to live with, think again. There's a perfect alternative to ibuprofen. There's a perfect alternative to prescription drugs. Relief factor Developed by physicians, made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. You know what it works on? I know what it works at. I know what it goes after is the inflammation that causes the pain to begin with. But don't just take my word for it. I can tell you all day long that it works for me, and it does. I take a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. My lower back pain is completely eliminated. But you try it. Go to relieffactor.com. Sign up for the three-week quick start. It costs just nineteen ninety-five. You give it a three-week shot. Decide if it's for you or not. If it's not, you're only out 20 bucks. What do you have to lose except for the pain? ReliefFactor.com. 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 AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call. Don't forget the Aloha Takas Hawaii Cruise. With Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Larry Elder. Coming up this August 11th through 18th. Great cruise accommodations visiting Maui, Kauai, Hawaii. Each day we'll wrap up with a panel discussion with the guys. Plus, you get a certificate for two My Pillows. For details and a full trip itinerary, visit am1280thepatriot.com. If I weren't otherwise occupied in August, I would uh, I would definitely be going on in that because. Who doesn't want to visit? Uh, that's a great time of year to visit Hawaii. Just about the best time. You miss the muggy seasons. Gorgeous in Hawaii that time of year. And what the heck? You're at a party with Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, and Larry Elder. Having partied with two of the three of them, I'm here to tell you it's worth the trip. I've gone to Minneapolis with part to party with Hugh Hewitt and Larry Elder. 
what the heck? Hawaii is just like, the same fun. Got to be extra even. But adding, actually, exactly, absolutely right. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Uh, Minnesota, legis- states, uh, Minnesota State Legislature is doing what it does best, a.k.a. worst, uh, pr- talking more regulations, uh, basically getting us to the point where everything that isn't banned is mandatory here in Minnesota or vice versa. And with us to talk about one of the latest proposals uh, in in the Minnesota legislature, the one that's uh, popped up in the last couple of days, our next guest, uh, next guest, Kevin Price, joins us. Kevin, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How are you doing today? Good, Mitch. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin, you are a manufacturer of what is known in the business as e-liquids, in other words, uh, the, the fillers for e-cigarettes. And uh, you are the founder of and president of a group called Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life. And so that's a little bit of your bona fides there. But tell us a little bit more. What, uh, what, pe- what do people need to know about you, uh, Kevin Price? Well, first and foremost, um, Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit based here in uh, Frazee, Minnesota. Okay. Um, our primary objective is to provide consumers um, specifically smokers with the education to make a, um, you know, an educated choice on how to quit smoking and what to use to attain that goal. So what we see is a lot of people that have tried um, your, your typical patches and gum, hypnosis, acupuncture, et cetera, and have failed not just once, but numerous times. So we, we're a little bit different from some of the tobacco control groups in that we offer uh, a wider array of choices for them with a much higher success rate for them to quit permanently. So, yeah, in fact, when I first saw e-cigarettes coming out, I mean, I've never smoked, but I've known a lot of people who did, and I thought, wow, what, what a great idea for getting people to wean themselves off smoking. You, you, you get a less dangerous product. You get it in a, in a delivery system that is less likely to cause cancer because it's not the nicotine that kills people. It's the tar and all the other carcinogens that are embedded in the tar. And you get something that provides no secondhand smoke or secondhand harm for anyone else. And it caters to the behavioral fact, the factors of smoking that are part of what people stay smoking for anyway. Not so much the buzz, but the behavioral aspects of the whole thing. And I thought, what could possibly anyone object to about this? Well, this is Minnesota, and everything that's fun and pleasurable gets objected to one way or the other. Uh, and that's what we're getting. I mean, when e-cigarettes came out, as you're well aware, I don't need to tell you, but the uh, Minnesota State Legislature jumped in and uh, beat up the industry hard, basically said they were indistinguishable from, from cigarettes. And that's just madness. I mean, it's hard to describe to people who aren't intimately involved in this, but the idea that, that an e-cigarette is like a cigarette and that vaping is like smoking is just too stupid to dignify, and yet it's policy in the state of Minnesota, Kevin Price. Right. Well, you know, it, it boils down to perception. If it looks like smoking, people consider it to be the same. Um, some, some amazing statistics from vaping as one of the alternatives to smoking is we currently have over 13 million users of this in the United States, adult users, and we have a 70% success rate of never going back to combustible tobacco. Yeah. So compare that to your traditional patches, gum, et cetera, which we also support people using. Um, you know, the more options, the better. And if you can quit using patches or gum, that's great. We're all for it. We're there to help you and direct you in the right way. But by far and large, vapor products have the highest success rate but by nearly tenfold. Right. And we also know that these products are at least 95% less harmful than combustible tobacco, traditional cigarettes. Oh, yeah. So you're reducing harm to yourself. And and like you mentioned, um, nicotine has not been proven to cause the cancer. It's the carcinogens in burning a leafy substance in smoking that causes all the damage. Absolutely. And it's it's, nicotine in in its natural form is no more harmful than caffeine. I mean, it's like if you could find a way to wean people off of cigarettes to coffee, people would say, oh, coffee, it's the Minnesota State drink, no problem. Uh, the only difference, really, I mean, in, in, in a practical sense, between caffeine 
and nicotine is the way you ingest it. And that's it. And, and nobody lifts a finger about people drinking coffee, even though they are, I'm here to testify, quite addicted to it. Uh, and, absolutely. Absolutely. And 90% of Minnesota is addicted to one form of coffee or another. Absolutely. So it, it's this idea that it looks, if it looks like smoking and people enjoy it, it must be stomped out. And they just keep piling on. Uh, Dario Anselmo, Republican from uh Edina just proposed another round of legislation this past week, uh, Kevin Price. Uh, tell us a little bit about what the, the legislature is up to when it comes to e-cigarettes in this latest session here. Well, typically what you see is a push for um, raising the age to 21 and, and tobacco flavor bans. Or, or I shouldn't say tobacco flavor bans. They're banning any other flavor but tobacco. Wow. Um, so in... in Nearly every state, we have an age of majority law, and that says that once a person becomes 18 or older, they're considered an adult in their responsibilities and actions. It allows them to vote, drive a vehicle, um, serve in the military. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it gives you all the adult privileges. However, they feel inclined to... um, change that age for certain areas um your tobacco consumption and your alcohol is one that's been around for a long time yeah in an effort to reduce harm to people and their claim is that raising the age to 21 will decrease uh, uptake of youth smokers by at least 24 percent well the unfortunate part of the claim is that there's no data to back that up it's an estimation it's um it's really a fudging of the numbers. Uh, they don't have any concrete evidence to show that it actually works. Well, I got to uh, I got to break with you here, Kevin, because there is concrete evidence that prohibition, age-based prohibitions, do work. For example, it was probably about the better part of thirty years ago that they raised Minnesota's drinking age to twenty-one, and it eradicated binge drinking on campuses throughout the state. Oh wait, no, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All you do is. I think they actually saw an increase, didn't they? They did. They did, and, and the price, the problem just keeps getting worse in Minnesota uh, since they raised the, the 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 drinking age in Minnesota. Absolutely, and, and once you make something forbidden fruit, you bring in not just people who say, "I'm well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sneak around to do it," uh, but you you create a black market. And I mean, you, I've I've worked with vapors at various jobs. I work in IT for my day job, and so there's all sorts of uh, vape enthusiasts there. And you know, since you work in the the manufacturing the e liquids, that there is a thriving market of people who make up their own liquids, uh, their own fillers, their own flavors, their own recipes. It's become quite a thriving little market of people serving a market need. And well, gosh, when you make it illegal then you will find the people who are willing to break the law to make extra money to do it will step up. And so it's just all they're doing is creating another black market for another product. Yeah. And, and, you know, not only the black market concern, but um, what about the quality of the product? Oh yeah. People are ingesting something and it had been done properly in a clean environment while it was lawful. When it becomes illegal, then those standards go out the window. Oh Yeah. Yeah, during prohibition, pro, during prohibition, people went from drinking liquor that had been produced in a factory to liquor that had been produced in someone's bathtub with predictable results. Absolutely, Absolutely. Uh, e liquids are going to be no different. People, people are addicted to caffeine. They are caffeine nicotine. They will find a way to get it. They just will. They will. They will. And you know, it's it's that's been the story with a lot of things that have been. Uh, prohibited from people and, and you see it over and over again in history and it's just going to repeat itself but but mitch there's a there's a more sinister scheme here to all of this yeah um you will see these tobacco control groups say we've got to save the children the tobacco 21 will save the children the the problem with that is everybody you know i'm a parent i'm sure i'm not sure if you have kids but Oh yeah, you know, telling me they've got to save the children. Uh, these kind of behaviors are generational. Oh yeah. If your parents smoke, you're likely to smoke. Um, if you break that chain, it can take up to three generations to to clear your family. Oh um, yeah. 
it, it's rather difficult. It, it's and smoking is an addiction that's hard to break. Oh yeah. And one of the things these tobacco control groups are doing by raising the age is they are turning back around and they're saying everybody between that 18 and 21 age is now a statistic for underage smoking. So they buffer their own existence or or the security of their existence by raising those numbers and then saying we have an epidemic among youth uptake in smoking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, government uh, securing its own sinecure. Kevin Price, can we keep you for one more segment here? So we got to talk about the yes. response to this effort. Thank you very much. Kevin Price joins us here. Uh, he's from Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life. He works in the e-liquid business. And if you have questions or comments, give us a call, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Bob Richards. And I'm certified financial planner, Andy Smith. We're the co-hosts of Financial Engines Investing Sense. On today's show, people were asking, is the recent market dip a good buying opportunity? Look, market volatility can create an opportunity to buy at a discount, but you need to make sure that you're still keeping your investment risk in check. Right now, for some of our clients, that means owning an actively managed fund that can help protect against the downside, but also profits as the market climbs. We want you to make sure that your portfolio is well-positioned, too. That's why, for a limited time, we're offering you a free portfolio review. Call 800-309-6933 by 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. You'll sit down with a financial engines advisor, get a review of your investments, and a free financial plan that'll tell you what you should be doing right now with your money. This free offer ends at 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. So call Financial Engines at 800-309-6933 to schedule your appointment. That's 800-309-6933. 800-309-6933. Attention credit card holders. The secret that credit card companies don't want you to know is getting out. Thousands of people across the country are now settling their debts for a fraction of what they owe, thanks to National Debt Relief. The secret is that if you're struggling with or simply can't afford your monthly credit card payments, you now have the legal means to resolve your debt with your lenders, substantially reducing what you owe into one low monthly payment. You don't have to worry about bankruptcy or falling deeper into debt. You can now save thousands of dollars, even tens of thousands and be debt-free faster than you ever thought possible. There are no upfront fees and satisfaction is guaranteed. If you're struggling with at least $10,000 in credit card debt, medical bills, private student loans, or personal loans, call National Debt Relief now for a free quote on how much of your debt can be reduced. Get this free life-changing information now by dialing 800-506-2760. 800-506-2760. That's 800-506-2760. Annuities are sold, not bought. Big difference. If they're so good, why are variable and indexed annuities a leading source of complaints? Despite the rosy sales pitch, they often lose money and pay exorbitant sales commissions. Even greater issues remain hidden behind what are likely the most complex and costly investment vehicles ever created. You deserve the truth. Visit annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can receive a complimentary, unbiased review of what you really own. That's annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity? A.C. Nelson RV World custom builds Patriot RVs for every lifestyle. Hi, I'm Bill Budd. Our Patriot travel trailers, toy haulers, and fish houses are built by Forest River, the number one RV manufacturer in the world. A.C. Nelson is proud to ship made-in-America Patriots nationwide. I invite you to compare and save at A.C. Nelson RV World in Shakopee, the number one Cherokee dealer in the nation, celebrating 99 years. Visit us online at acnelsonrv.com. Lifetime memories begin here. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Have another cigarette. Talking with Kevin Price of Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life. 
fortune was doing me right. And, and by the way, Kerry, absolutely right. I, I have never smoked other than like three or four cigars a year, whether I need them or not. And that's that's a big, busy year for me. The one time I tried to smoke a cigarette, I projectile vomited, and I think the stain may still be there. <laughs> Uh, it never worked for me. Uh, on the other hand, uh, my children's mother was a smoker for much of her life, and uh, both of my kids started at one point. Uh, one quit. The other one still is at it, and I'm hoping that that particular child discovers vaping sooner than later uh, before his daughter picks it up. That would be uh, that would be a wonderful thing. Uh, you are with ca- uh, Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life, and we're going to come back to talking about uh, the response that we need to see to these these regulations, this attempt to raise the uh, age for tobacco and tobacco-like products to 21. But we have a question on the line uh, from Ohio. Mike uh, joins us. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the line with Kevin Price. Hey, Mike. thank you. I appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Good. Fantastic. Kevin, Mike Peterson calling. How are you doing? Good. How are you, sir? I am doing awesome. Uh, listening to your show, and. Well, I've got a quick question, and I'm, I know that you're going to have an answer for it. Besides the Tobacco Home for Life, how can some people in the general public go about finding out if what they're hearing is junk science or junk information or something so the public can, might be able to educate themselves on what they're hearing versus what is actual factual? Excellent question, Mike in Ohio. Appreciate the call. It's, there's a lot of disinformation being thrown out there, uh, and a lot of information on both sides. How do you find? How do you separate the wheat from the chaff, uh, Kevin Price? Well, I would start with uh, let's go back and look at why Tobacco Control does what they do. They are funded by Master Settlement Agreement money, which was um, set in 1998 by tobacco companies paying the states millions upon millions of dollars each year. Yep. Their, their funding is brought by tobacco sales. Um, if you want to know why they, do, why they do what they do, it's it simply follow the money. Um, the revenue is key to them. It, it's not that they don't care about people's lives, but their continued existence is more important, to be quite honest. And I know that sounds harsh, but that's the truth of it. Oh, yeah. If you look into the fact that vapor products do not contribute to that um, tobacco tax, you understand why they're trying to ban flavors and rid the states of vaping or increase the age to um, a higher age and, and further damage the industry when it's doing great things for smokers to quit permanently, which their recommended um, patches and gum do not work at better than a 6 or 7%. So... And also keep in mind that tobacco control is under no means or by any law required to tell truth or facts in their public communications. <laughs> Very true. So so if you want credibility, ask them to cite and, and, and dig deep because you're going to have to dig deep like we do. And you will see that their studies that they post are all biased and paid for not only by them tobacco control groups, but they're also paid for by tobacco companies. And big pharmacy, I mean, for all the big left likes to rail on big pharmacy, they've got to be a beneficiary of, of, of pushing one of their competitors in the, in the cessation market out of the market uh, by foul Absolutely. means. Absolutely. Gosh, uh, people who are uh, upset about big pharma suddenly going uh, quiet. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, Kevin Price, uh, of course, you're with uh, Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life. Uh, we got about a minute to go here right now. What can people do to resist and push back and, and perhaps stop the, the momentum, that uh, the big cessation, uh, the, the, the tobacco prohibitionists, I guess, let's just call them, uh, want to put on vaping and uh, tobacco products for kids under 21? You can always go to thrforlife.org and look at our website. You can donate there to help us fight to give consumers an educated decision. And you can also do your own research or reach out to a local vape shop. If you're a smoker, they're very knowledgeable. Um, They're there to help smokers quit. If you're a non-smoker and you know somebody that smokes, let them find something that is at least 95% less harmful and they have a good um, 10 times more chance of quitting smoking using this product. 
And it's not the only product out there, but it is by far and large the most successful one. Absolutely. It, it is it is a lifesaver. I mean, if you if you have any interest in actual science, which so many of the people on the other side just don't, uh, it, it's a no-brainer. Uh, Kevin Price, thank you very much for coming on the broadcast here today. I will post the link to uh, Tobacco Harm Reduction for Life at shotinthedark.info as soon as the broadcast is over here. So appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the broadcast with me today. Mitch, thank you for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. And by the way, stay in touch as more stuff comes up on this issue. We'd love to have you and other people involved in this issue on regularly just to make sure people stay aware. So thank you very much. Uh, all the best up in Frazee. Thank you very much. This is, uh, the. by the way, we'll be posting that link at Shot in the Dark, that info momentarily here. So that's uh, that's... This is an important stuff. I mean, it's we fight for the big freedoms in this country, but you got to fight for the little freedoms too. I mean, our freedoms, our liberties, our our dignity as as intelligent human beings is under siege from all sides in this country. Whether it's mobs of hamsters uh, parading around demanding the end of the Second Amendment, or whether it's people saying twenty-one-year-olds can drive a tank, they can pay taxes, they can get married, they can get an abortion. But they can't buy e-liquids for their e-cigarettes to try and quit smoking. That's just, I'm sorry, folks. That's just stupid. It's just stupid. The opposite extreme of just stupid was something I wanted to make sure I called out here today. There was another attack in France where mass shootings, by the way, are more common there in the United States. A ISIS supporter stormed a supermarket with a 32 caliber gun and a hunting knife and a couple of uh, bombs. He did not get a chance to explode. His name was Radouan Lakdim, a Moroccan-born French nationalist, not a refugee, petty criminal already on the radar of French uh, police and intelligence for his links to radical Salafist networks. Uh, he took hostages, and as the negotiations continued, a police officer swapped himself uh, with uh, the last hostage, a woman who had been held hostage in the supermarket in the uh, in, a, in a town in southern France. His name was Lieutenant Colonel Arnaud Beltram, uh, who was shot in the neck after uh, taking the place of the last uh, uh, hostage in a super used su- supermarket in the town of Trebes, France. I'm, I know I'm butchering the French. I never took the language, never will. For all the people who uh, bag on the French for their supposed cowardice, this is an amazing act of selflessness by a, a policeman uh, in France. And I urge your, your hopes and prayers to be with him and uh, his colleagues, his family, everyone around him, uh, for what was an act of uh, courage above and beyond the call of duty, absolutely by any rational estimation. Those of you who say, ah, there you are, asking hopes and prayers for something you don't control, bite me. This is how it's done in this country, like it or not. Thanks for tuning in. See you all tomorrow as I'm in for the uh, on assignment, Brad Carlson. God bless you all. God bless America. Are you still treating unwanted pests in your home with toxic chemicals? Being a parent or pet owner, surely that would concern you, yes? Forget about wasting money on those cheap ultrasonic devices that claim to emit sounds, but don't penetrate walls, furniture or other obstacles. Plug-in Pest Free has been the innovator in electromagnetic pest control technology and for decades we've kept pests out of homes and businesses like yours around the world. Plug-in Pest Free works along the wiring of your home or business, pulse modulating the existing electromagnetic field, reaching deep inside the cavities of your walls, cupboards and other inaccessible areas where conventional methods can't reach. Plug-in Pest Free is maintenance-free and environmentally friendly. So plug in a Pest Free today for long-term, cost-effective electronic pest control at gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off and free shipping. Order yours today at gopestfree.com. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. And we have overtime. The count is 51 seats for the Republicans. 47. When the game is on the line, you need a solid strategy on the court. The same goes for the midterm elections. When just two seats could break majority, every seat counts. Join us for Overtime with Mike Gallagher and Hugh Hewitt, April 29th at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka, as they provide strategy for the midterm elections. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. 
Hi, I'm Bob Richards. And I'm certified financial planner Andy Smith. We're the co-hosts of Financial Engines Investing Sense. On today's show, people were asking, is the recent market dip a good buying opportunity? Look, market volatility can create an opportunity to buy at a discount, but you need to make sure that you're still keeping your investment risk in check. Right now, for some of our clients, that means owning an actively managed fund that can help protect against the downside, but also profits as the market climbs. We want you to make sure that your portfolio is well positioned, too. That's why, for a limited time, we're offering you a free portfolio review. Call 800-309-6933 by 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. You'll sit down with a financial engines advisor, get a review of your investments, and a free financial plan that'll tell you what you should be doing right now with your money. This free offer ends at 10 p.m. Monday, March 26th. So call Financial Engines at 800-309-6933 to schedule your appointment. That's 800 800- 309-6933. 800-309-6933. It's long. Over a thousand chapters. Over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.